Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to Sunday Morning Live that is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Anderson. Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated. Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is June 15, 2021, and Jesus is still Lord. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Listen, on Sunday mornings, I've started teaching from the book of Revelation. If you need to know where your blessing lies, and it can be found in Revelation 1 and 3, for it says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. If you want to be blessed, you want your house to be blessed, where your feet lands to be blessed, then read, hear, and keep the word of God. We're going to be going into the book of Ezekiel, the 39th chapter, verse 11 through 29, right after this.
response is hallelujah you're my redeemer certainly we thank and praise god for his goodness and his grace you know i have a question for you right now is have you received since you believed i'm going to leave that for the moment but have you received since you believed we're going into the book of uh, ezekiel as we're plowing through and getting a better understanding of the word of God and what the Lord has to say. And the most important message that you will ever receive is what is from the word of God. The most important. Uh, you can receive uh, uh, seven figures uh, today and that, that'd be good. But if you have to stand before God, those seven figures are not going to accompany you. You could receive a miraculous healing right now. But many have been healed and received blessings and tangible and different things, but they weren't saved. You want to be saved. And so just, uh, just while you're turning there, this is Ezekiel again. Uh, Ezekiel, the 39th chapter, uh, beginning at verse 21. And uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and grace. I thank you, Father, for your mercy. I thank you, Lord God, for redemption, for saving me, Lord, stirring my mind up. Not just me, but those that are listening, those that are obedient, those that will become obedient, those that will embrace the calling that you have on their life. Lord God, those that will enter in and help with ministry, Lord God, until you call us home. Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are faithful and stir up the hearts of those that are not. Lord, I pray and ask that you would remember the backslider, Lord. I know that you do. Lord God, stir their hearts up, Lord. Lord Jesus, that they may repent of their ways, Lord God. Father, I pray and ask that you would touch those that are sick in their body, heal them. Those that are bedridden, Lord God, bless the nurse, the doctors, and those that are taking caretakers, Lord God, to meet their needs and comfort them. Lord Jesus, send your word, Lord, Lord God, and, and uh, your joy is strength to them, Lord. Lord, laughter is as a medicine. Lord God, bless them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you have done. Lord Jesus, and we thank you for that which you are going to do. Lord, I pray and ask, Lord, that you would bless those that believe. Lord Jesus, even as you did in the days of old, Lord God, and doing today, fill with the Holy Ghost. 
Lord God, we thank you right now for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We're going to continue to talk about you, about how great you are. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for those that are listening, those that are near, those that are far. I ask that you would bless them. You're the only one that know the need of every individual, every listening ear. And we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. In the book of Ezekiel, the 39th chapter, beginning at verse 21, it says, And I will set my glory among the heathen, and all the heathen shall see my judgment that I have executed, and my hand that I have laid upon them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord, their God, from that day and forward. And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity, because, their tres because they trespassed against me. Therefore hid I my face from them, and gave them into the hand of their enemy, so fell they all by the sword, according to their uncleanliness, according to their transgressions, have I done unto them and hid my face from them. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy upon the house of Israel and will be jealous for my holy name. After that, they have borne their shame and all their trespasses, whereby they have trespassed against me when they dwelt safely in their land and, and none made them afraid. When I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their enemy land and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations. Then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, which caused them to be led into captivity among the heathen. But I have gathered them unto their own land and have left none of them any more there. Neither will I hide my face any more from them, for I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, saith the Lord God. Do you ever think about seeing him, the Lord, face to face. You know, face to face is like saying raw, you know, uncut, without a mask, getting the full effect. You know, and it's going to be what you see is what you get, uh, which means you see it in the finished state. We'll see God. Uh, God is letting Israel know that the day is going to come and you're going to see me in all my glory. Uh, the Bible says, and I will set my glory among the heathens. Now this, him setting his glory among the heathens is not for the heathens to enjoy it. The heathens, the unbelievers, those that refuse to believe the word of God. Now many claim they believe the word of God, but when I say belief, I'm talking about active. Love your brother as you love yourself. Treat your neighbor right. You know, worship God in the beauty of holiness. You know, all, uh, I, that's the kind of belief I'm talking about. Uh, so those that fall short of that are, God has considered them to be heathen. 
And all the heathen shall see my judgments that I have executed and my hand that I have laid upon them. So there's going to be an experience. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day and forward. And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for iniquity. Now, there's no secret um, when it comes to God. Uh, that, that's what makes the difference between what is real and what is false. Because God never covers anyone's transgressions. Now, transgression is something that you knew to do what was right, and you did not do it. You knew what the word of God says, and you chose to go against it. And so that is a transgressor. Uh, people know transgressors. Uh, you know when you transgress and the person you transgress and with know that you're not right. And they know they're not right too for, for hanging out and doing it with you. Whatever doing it is, whatever doing me boo, whatever it is, uh, they know that they should not be doing and so the Bible says, because they transgressed against me, therefore hid I my face. We wonder sometimes why the, the, the water is cut off. And I'm not talking about your physical water in your home. I'm, I'm, well, it, it could be if you've done the wrong thing in, with the finances. But listen, uh, sometimes God hides his face. And so uh, he gave them into the hand of the enemy and they suffer even unto death because the Bible said they fell all by the sword. And so uh, God's not trying to cover up the actions of sin uh, in the church. He's not trying to cover up the action of sin outside the church. He's not trying to cover up anything. Now, for those that say, I don't want to be a, go to church and be around to listen, everyone is imperfect. There are no perfect people. You'll never go any place uh, and find perfect, that, that perfection that you are imagining until you yourself become saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, living according to the word of God and are caught up among those that, are, that are, have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Other than that, as long as you're in the flesh, there is going to be imperfection. And that's something that you have to work with because uh, we bring our body, it is our responsibility to bring our bodies into subjection. That's why Paul said that I crucify the flesh daily. It is a daily job. It is a task that all of us must do. And the more you do something, it becomes uh, a little easier. And it becomes easier. And so let's keep doing it. And so uh, uh, the, the Bible lets us know that, uh, that the Lord, uh, sin will keep you bound. And, and so uh, some are bound. Uh, others were bound and they're free today. They've been delivered. The heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity. Why? Because of sin. People that are not saved, but know that what they saw you doing, that you shouldn't realize that, man, that individual, you know, there was a day that people, I've heard others testify and say that 
uh, they would go out and they would get involved in situations and in the course of a conversation people would find out that they used to be uh, that they were a minister or they used to be in church and they used to be a choir singer or usher or you know involved and the people that were that they were that they was doing with uh, would get away from them because they knew that the hand of God could move upon that person at any time and they did not want to be in the way uh, and so uh, there was that day and time. And I don't know if that still exists today, but I know there was a time where people feared God in such a way. But uh, as time has moved on and so many prophecies that are fulfilling and are right before our eyes unfolding uh, and people are not taking note of, uh, the love of many have waxed cold. And people are not as fearful. Uh, you know, I was driving and I was listening to the news uh, and they were all oh, today is June 15th and, you know, rip your mask off and, you know, you don't have to worry no more. The pandemic is over. And nothing is over until God says it's over. And that's it. Uh, Lucifer cannot say it's over. None of the fallen uh, angels those that are uh, that we see as demons are known now are can say it's over. Nothing is complete until God says complete. And, uh, and something, don't ever fall into a, a false sense of security. You need to know and understand that there are those that are walking with a false sense of security. Men do not dictate what the word of God has proclaimed. So uh, newborns, listen. Backsliders, those that have had, have had it good all their life. You, you know, because I, I know that there are those that have been, you know, good all their life. The Bible plainly tells us that all have sinned. Like Israel, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through uh, faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sin that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believe in Jesus. Like Israel, some of us took things to the extreme. And by taking things to the extreme, trespassing the word of God, uh, instead of accepting the deliverance of God, because remember, Israel was delivered from Egypt. And, and so they were brought out of, uh, Israel being symbolic of the world, into, a into the presence of the Lord, but then they brought along with them a bunch of traditions and different things and uh, that God told them not to bring and they began to pollute and profane the name of the Lord. You don't want to pollute and you don't want to profane the name of the Lord. Israel, like some of us, took it to the extreme and placed ourselves in captivity. Like running up a credit card because you have the credit card, you max it out, overspend, have a checking account, you write a check that your glutus maximus cannot cash. There is a good way of saying that. Say something. 
that you cannot unsay or do something that you cannot undo. It leaves you in trouble. It places you in bondage. Now, I, I like what I've heard the elders say, you know, some of the older folks that they would say, but God. They, they would be talking about a situation and then they say, but God. Because God is the only one that could deliver. Uh, that is a message by itself, uh, but God. We know God has a plan in spite of. We know the Lord has things worked out and he had things worked out for Israel. But you need to understand, uh, preparation precedes the blessing. You're not just going to be blessed in God without being cleaned up. You're not just going to be blessed in God without really corrected. Without, you know, we're not going to bring our own ways into the kingdom of God. But we must subject ourselves to him that have the authority, him that have the rule over us. God, uh, he's not ceramic. He's not metal, wood, or painting uh, with a bunch of philo uh, uh, philosophical or common sense saying. You know, a bunch of logic and statements uh, uh, attributed to mythical creatures or uh, something brought in the flea market. You know, so many people believe in, in stuff that they buy in the flea market. Uh, believe in stuff, the myths and different things that is a delusion. It's deceit. Uh, but God, God is the first, the last, the beginning and the end. Uh, God said it first. God can answer the questions. And, and I'm not talking about some of those questions that we just bring up. Why, Lord? Why me, Lord? No, no, listen. I'm talking about the things that are pertaining to your soul. Now, it's, we buy goldfish. Goldfish die. Uh, we, we have our pets. You know, uh, Butch. Butch was my, my favorite. And Butch grew up with us. And we had Butch from, and, and it was very heartbreaking to lose Butch. But we know that uh, life comes, has a cycle. That we need to be ready. And God has given us his word and what we call the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. God is the first, the beginning and the end. He said it first. He can answer questions as well as solve problems. God is a problem solver. He has solved problems for me. God is, is just like when you, uh, you, you, you mess things up. And we look for God. And many times we pray, Lord, bring me out of this situation. Lord, and turn it around and all of that. And God will do that. But it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process that's going to include time. And so it's going to take time to correct those things that you messed up in a moment. But it can be done. And in the same time, it creates discipline in you. Obedience uh, for you. Uh, it will sanctify you. And so it'll bring about peaceable fruit uh, as we go patiently through the problem solving. He will watch as all of the mystical creatures and those worshiping them and spirits behind it are cast into the lake of fire. The 24th verse says, according to his uncleanliness and according to his trans, according to their transgression, Israel, have I done unto them and I hid my face from them. Uh, remember, God is holy. 
and he asked us to be holy. So therefore, what God has asked us to do means that we can do it. Yes, it means that you are capable, no matter what your background is, no matter what you've done, no matter how messy you might think you are or been, God is able to keep you. As a matter of fact, he's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless in his presence with exceeding joy. Deuteronomy 23 and 14 says, the Lord, your God, walks in the midst of your cabin. Now, I need you to get this. I need you to really get this. The Lord, your God, walks in the midst of your cabin. Number one, this is Deuteronomy 14, uh, 23 and 14. The Lord walks in the midst of your camp. Okay. Two, deliver you. So there's a purpose to deliver you and to defeat your enemy. So God is there in the midst of your camp to deliver you and to defeat your enemy. And he says before you, so he'll do it in your presence, not behind closed doors. He'll take care of it so that you can see it. Therefore, your camp must be holy. Why? Because the Lord is in the midst of you. Why? Because the Lord is there to deliver you. Why? Because the Lord will defeat your enemy. You don't have to take matters into your hand, own hand. And, and so therefore, because we know these things, you must be holy. Keep your house holy. Keep your car holy. Keep your body holy. This body belongs to God. Keep this body sanctified. It's only unsanctified when you make it that way. Married couples, you're sanctified. The Bible said that, that, uh, that whatever is done in the bedroom, and I, I'll paraphrase it, is, is, is undefiled. So it's, uh, it's your game. And so you keep that to yourselves. Uh, and it, it is uh, favorable. Uh, it's a good thing in the presence of the Lord. And so uh, the Lord said to, that we must keep the camp holy. And he must not see any indecent among you. So we shouldn't be doing any craziness uh, in, in the camp, in the home, in the open. Or he will turn away from you. Now, I, I know none of you have offended God. So I, I'll just talk about myself. You know, I, I believe during my few years here on the earth that I violated, offended God and felt the pain of, of his absence. But I certainly know as of this right now, as of this moment, I certainly know not to repeat certain things. You know not to repeat certain things. You know, there are things that, that will get you in trouble. You've been in trouble before. You know not to do that. You know speeding down the street to get you a ticket. And so you don't do that. You know California turn or whatever you call it in your state, you know, will get you a ticket. You know, not paying that ticket will turn into a warrant and have you uh, picked up and, and locked up. Uh, you know that being picked up and locked up, that uh, now you're in a situation that, that uh, you might <laughs> be in there praying that nothing else happens. You don't want to find yourself. And so, therefore, we need to follow instructions, the instructions that God gives. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that if we follow what the Bible says, it gives us uh, wealth. It gives us good success. It, it helps us govern the smallest amount uh, of change. You know, it helps you 
uh, be able to hold on to some kibbles and bits, to stack a little cheddar. It will help you. Not only that, but uh, in those moments that you don't have, God knows how to give you favor. God knows just what to do for you. Everybody's not walking around with concern, concerning about being like the Joneses. Everyone's not walking around trying to be like the Smiths or Williams or whatever, you know, no offense to nobody's name, but, you know, uh, not trying to be like and measure up like other folks. Some people are just concerned with being happy. And, and I'm here. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. And so you want true happiness in your life. You want, the Bible said, uh, contentment, uh, godly contentment is great gain. And, and so that's what you really want because that's what stops us from uh, from eyeballing everything, eye candy and, and shopping sprees and all these things that we uh, that we have a tendency to do uh, because we are uh, uh, are having an issue because there's no contentment. And, and so the Bible says that he will do what? He will hide his face from you. Some of that discontentment is because God has hidden his face because of the shenanigans that we have that be. Uh, gotten ourselves involved in, like Israel. Therefore, thus said the Lord God, now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy upon the whole house of Israel and will be jealous for my name's sake. God is doing this as he said earlier to Israel, you profane my name. I'm doing this for my name's sake. I'm doing it. I'm bringing you out. I'm delivering for my name's sake. Now, many times people, uh, if I could just have one more chance, and, and we've heard messages, he's the God of, uh, of the first chance, he's the God of second, third, fourth, uh, he's the God of the fifth chance, and, uh, you know, and, uh, but why roll the dice with your soul? What if it comes up snake eyes, which means that you're about to lose? And, and so why take that chance and play those things? Don't you know that mercy is priceless? You need to learn to appreciate the grace of God, appreciate the mercy, the joy, appreciate repentance to the point that you respect repentance. That means that you have had a change of heart and to have a change of heart to stop sinning, don't have a change of heart and start sinning, well, Lord, I repent because I, I don't want to, I've been exposed, I repent uh, because uh, somebody saw, I repent because I got in trouble. And then as soon as that wave uh, starts to ease off of you, then you repent from repenting of sin and you go back to it. Have respect for repentance. Uh, you know, you, you should, uh, as you mature, you should reach a place where you don't want to keep asking God to forgive you for sin because you keep committing sin. You don't want that. that that's immaturity. That means that there is a conflict. There is something going on within you that is unresolved. And, and so you want to get to, you want to live a life which you can live because God said you can, that is without sin. And so repentance, you know, Daniel was a man without sin. He was respected of God, and he yet repented for himself and the sins of the nation. Because we are only, you know, as the, as the, um, the saying is that uh, the, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. 
And so we need to be praying for the weakest link and supporting the weakest link. Uh, you know, and, and that we go to that, uh, uh, you know, if you see a brother overtaken in a fault, everybody don't run up to that brother. Let somebody that know what they're doing go to him. You just be prayerful for that individual or those, uh, uh, that sister, whomever it is. And you need to, the power of forgiveness. Mercy is priceless. Grace is priceless. Joy, repentance, and the power of forgiveness is powerful. Forgiveness is powerful. The Bible said after they have borne their shame and all their trespasses whereby they have trespassed against me, when they dwelt safely in their land and none made them afraid. They had it made. When I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their enemy's land and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations, then shall they know that I am the Lord their God. We're going to know what Israel is going to know it. The world, the nation, everybody going to know it, that he is God which causes them to be led, that led them into captivity, but have gathered them into their own land and have left none of them there anymore, having departed from them. Neither will I hide my face anymore from them, for I, will, I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, saith the Lord God. Now, Moses asked God to look at his face. Moses asked, Lord, I want to see your face. And the Lord said, no. In Exodus 33 and 11, the Bible said, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man spake unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the temple. The Lord spoke to Moses. The Bible said face to face. And so uh, you Bible students, you, you need to look at that and examine what, uh, what is really transpiring there. Because when we go down to Ezekiel 33, 19, remember Moses asked the Lord, can I, can I look at your face? And the Lord told him no. In the 19th verse, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. There's a second um, uh, something there to look at. He said he will proclaim the name of the Lord before him and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face. But the scripture said that the Lord... Uh, and, and so I, I need you to, to pay attention to those things. And so thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass. So the Lord is getting ready to bless Moses. While my glory pass by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take my hand, uh, I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back part. 
but my face thou shall not see. Moses, uh, what you see is what you give me. Uh, my hinder part. And even with that, it's going to be glorious. When we go into the 34th chapter of Exodus, Moses was there and the Lord put his hand over him. And as he passed by, and when the Lord removed his hand, Moses saw what the Lord wanted him to see, but it was not his face. And it came to pass when Moses, the 34th chapter, 29th verse, and it came to pass when Moses came down from the mountain. Uh, because he stayed up there uh, getting information. The Lord proclaimed his name uh, uh, there uh, to Moses. Now, that was not the name of Jesus. That name had not been given for salvation. Understand, the name of Jesus is for salvation. What the Lord identified to Moses was certain characteristics and, and information that Moses needed, but it was not the name given for salvation. Okay? We'll go into that another day, not this evening. And so the Bible says that it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony in Moses' hand when he came down from the mount that Moses was not that uh, the skin of his face shine is shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone. And so he was, Moses now was illuminated. And they were afraid to come near him because of the illumination. And Moses called unto them. And Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him. And Moses talked with them. And afterwards, all the children of Israel came nigh. And he gave them the commandments, all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. Until Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. So because of the glory that, you know, sometimes we refer to it as the Shekinah glory and, you know, the, uh, the power, the, the, the illumination of God. And so uh, he put a veil over his face while he was in the presence of the people. But when Moses went in before the Lord, when he went back to go be with the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off his face until he came out. And so he came out and spoken to the children of Israel that which he was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses and the skin of Moses was illuminated. I, I'm using a different word there. He was bright. He was a brilliant. And Moses put a veil up on his face again until he went in to speak with God again. We need to pay attention to those things. God will illuminate you. God will allow his peace, his presence to be felt around you and among you. The illumination that uh, they saw, Bible students, I, I, need you to, I need you to get this. Besides God and the angels manifesting themselves, each appeared not as those that, uh, you know, as mythical creatures and mythical uh, winged uh, the only when we read the scripture, the word of God, you don't read about angels uh, besides the seraphims and the angel of the Lord host. And actually, the, the Bible doesn't give a, a, a winged description of him, but uh, 
we read of the seraphims having wings. We don't read that all angels have wings. Neither do you read in the scripture that you're going to be winged when you're caught up. The Bible doesn't say that. Now, I haven't read it. So feel free to correct me. I, I'm a humble man and I will be corrected. Uh, but uh, there are, hmm, what we do read about is those individuals that have stood in the presence of the Lord also became glorified or illuminated by his presence. Now, John, those that, will, that are following and will be following as we go through the book of Revelation, uh, one, of my, one of the favorite brothers that I, I, who I don't know his name because his name is not given. But John was going to bow down and worship him. At, because he, when he stood in his presence, the, the, the brother's illumination was so bright, he thought he was in the presence of the Lord. And he went to worship him, and the brother said, hold, hold, hold it, man. Uh -uh, don't, don't do that. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. Don't do that, man. But uh, I'm one of your brothers that have gone through suffering. I'm one that, was, that has been saved just like you. I, I'm, I'm letting you know, Moses was illuminated, and all of us, that will be saved will be illuminated as well. Let you think about that for a moment. And in your thinking, I want you to know that, that this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I, I pray that something has been said that bless you and has stirred it and stirred up your heart, your mind as we venture through the word of God. We are inside the pages. We're inside the pages of the word of God. And so let's yield ourselves and govern ourselves accordingly. If you've been blessed, bless someone else. Tell them to Google SML inside the pages and, and they'll find us immediately so that they can also listen to the word of God. It's all about being saved. That's it. It's about being saved. Pastor Carl, what motivates you? Souls that people that want to be saved because there are people that is seeking the Lord and is also seeking truth. I'm a truth seeker. I'm not fluffing. I'm not playing games with the word of God because our lives are at risk. And so with that being said, if you have not dedicated yourself unto the Lord or you need to rededicate yourself, do so. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, you need to be baptized. You've not been filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about a good feeling that make you kangaroo or make you uh, pogo. I'm talking about actually being filled with the Holy Ghost as the Spirit of God give utterance. Yes, the Spirit of God. And so you want to be saved. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost is the seal of redemption. Uh, if no one told you that, it is a seal of redemption. And, and so uh, stay close to God. The Bible said, the Lord said, if you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. Remember the songs featured are respectively the property of our songsters, the artists, and their producers. Remember me in prayer as I remember you. God bless you. Love you. Love somebody else. Bless someone else in Jesus' name. 
Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' name. There's a question that, that has come up. Uh, that veil that, that, that Moses had on uh, was something that he put over himself. But uh, the veil that covers us now will be removed completely because the Bible said, as at, uh, now we the sons of God, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when, when he shall appear, we'll be like him. And so when we're in the moment in twinkling of an eye, when this body is, is changed, not your mind, your mind is something you're working on right now, but when this body is changed, then that veil that uh, prohibits the, the glory of God that, that could shine permanently right now will shine then. I, I, I hope I answered your question. If not, then you can always come back and ask me. <laughs>